This is the Biblical Unitarian Podcast. Greetings, friends, and welcome to the Biblical Unitarian Podcast. This is episode number six, where we're going to talk about the birth of Jesus described in Romans through Revelation. Again, my name is Dustin Smith. I am your host. And here at the Biblical Unitarian Podcast, we are here to start a conversation and to encourage you to start conversations with your friends, with your family, with your co-workers regarding the oneness and unity of God and the humanity of Jesus. That's what we do here. We promote the oneness of God, God being one single person as taught in the Christian Bible and the humanity of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God, as an authentic human Messiah. In our previous episode, we looked at the birth of Jesus, the coming into existence of Jesus, the beginning of Jesus, one might say, in the birth narratives of Matthew and Luke. And we also looked at Luke's second volume, the book of Acts, and we saw comments there how Luke's theology about Jesus being born and descending from the line of David, which makes him an authentic human being. We looked at those in Matthew, Luke, and Acts. So we're going to continue through the New Testament and look at other clear statements from a variety of persons. Paul, the author of Hebrews, John the Revelator, 1 John, that describe and talk about Jesus' birth. So we got a lot of content to cover, so let's just jump right on in to it. We're going to start here in Romans. You don't get very far into Romans before Paul makes a very important uh, comment regarding Jesus' birth. So in Romans chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, Paul gives a description of his gospel as he introduces himself to the Roman church. The passage reads like this. Paul, a bondservant of Christ Jesus, called as an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which... He promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures concerning his son who was born of the seed of David according to the flesh. So Paul here speaks about the gospel that he is preaching, his gospel that brings uh, salvation to Jew and Gentile alike. And he talks about how in verse 2 this gospel was promised beforehand through the prophets in the Holy Scriptures, just as we looked at in three entire episodes about the promised Messiah, the promised Davidic Messiah uh, in the Old Testament, in the Hebrew Bible. And this gospel, in verse 3, concerns his son, the son of God, who was born of the seed of David. He was born as a descendant of David according to the flesh. Very important here that the saving gospel message, at least according to Paul, who is no small insignificant name, regarded, at least in part, Jesus being the descendant of David. That makes him the Davidic Messiah. That makes him the one who is going to be ruling on David's throne in the kingdom of God. And of course, the passage goes on to talk about Jesus' resurrection uh, and exaltation as the true Lord. Elsewhere in Romans, we see on the other end of the spectrum, we see another comment that Paul makes In Romans chapter 15 and verse 12, he describes Jesus as the root of Jesse. The root of Jesse. Now, Jesse actually was the father of King David. And so the root of Jesse is just another way of talking about uh, the descendant of David, 
because it comes from David's father. It's uh, a reference actually uh, to Isaiah chapter 11 and verse 10, where the root of Jesse refers to the Davidic Messiah in whom Israel's theology and history will find its climax. Passage reads in Romans 15 verse 12, Again Isaiah says, There shall come the root of Jesse, and he who arises to rule over the Gentiles, in him shall the Gentiles hope. So here we have this messianic title, the root of Jesse. In reference to Jesus, he's going to rule over the Gentiles. The Gentiles will hope in him. But as the root of Jesse, he is a descendant of Jesse, and therefore a descendant of David, and therefore a human being. He's someone who was born. Move along to Galatians chapter 3, where Paul gives a long and complicated description and theological argument regarding the faith of Christ. And in Galatians 3.16, Paul says this, Now the promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. He does not say, and to seeds, as referring to many, but rather to one and to your seed. And that is Christ. And so Paul's argument here is that he sees in his understanding that the promises made to Abraham were to Abraham and to his seed. And Paul notes that this word seed, in Hebrew, zerah, is singular. So he doesn't say it refers to seeds, in reference to many, but rather to one. And he describes this seed. He says this seed particularly is Christ, Christos. And so he, Paul here regards Jesus as the seed and the descendant of Abraham. He's one who has descended from that line, and therefore he is a human being like Abraham was. Very clear there in Galatians 3.16. Moving along in Galatians, we have another passage, Galatians 4 and verse 4, where Paul states, When the fullness of time came, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law. And so here Paul regards the climactic apocalyptic time in which God has sent forth his Son, God has commissioned forth his Son, and then uh, Paul here gives uh, three statements that are meant to be read uh, in parallelism, first one being God sent forth his son, the second one being born of a woman, and the third one being born under the law. All three of those uh, technically occurred at the same time. But it's the second phrase, being born of a woman, uh, which is of interest to us in this episode, because it seems to say that Paul regards Jesus as being born, born of a woman. And actually, being born of a woman, that particular phrase, was a regular formula for one who was born from their human mother. And we can see that phrase, that formula, born of a woman, in Job chapter 14, verse 1, Job 15, verse 14, Job 25, and verse 4, and even Jesus himself uses it in reference to John the Baptist in Matthew chapter 11, verse 11. So Paul there is using a very basic formula of someone being born in reference to Jesus. We can later see in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 8 another comment regarding Paul's theology. 2 Timothy 2.8 says, Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, from the seed of David, according to my gospel. Here the Pauline theology of Jesus Christ as the one who has been risen from the dead, but also is the one who was the descendant of David. He was David's seed. He was a lineal human descendant from David's line. 
meaning he was born, meaning he was a human being of David's line, and as the Davidic Messiah, he is heir to the Davidic throne and the one who will be ruling and reigning within the kingdom of God. And of course here we see that this is according to my gospel. Jesus being the human descendant of David and the Davidic Messiah is part of the gospel as expressed in 2 Timothy 2.8. Although this isn't the first time we've seen it, we've already seen it earlier in the episode when Paul says that his gospel regards Jesus as the descendant and seed of David. That's back in Romans 1, 1 through 3. So it's very interesting here. The gospel is not, as is often put, about God becoming a man to die for your sins. On the contrary, it's about Jesus being the seed of David, the Davidic Messiah, who will one day rule and reign in God's kingdom. And this Davidic Messiah has died for the sins of the world and has been raised from the dead triumphantly by God the Father. Moving right along, we can now move to Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 14, where the unknown author states, quote, It is evident that our Lord has sprung out of Judah. End quote. It is evident that our Lord has sprung out of Judah. To the author of Hebrews, it is pretty clear. It is basic. It is evident. It is part of the ABCs. Of course, he spoke Greek. It would probably be the Alpha, Vita, and Gammas. It is very evident and basic that our Lord has sprung out of Judah. We spoke before how that the Messiah was supposed to come out of Judah, Judah being one of the 12 sons of Jacob, and the theology that the scepter would not depart from Judah uh, was initially expressed in Genesis 49, verses 8 through 10. But here in Hebrews, we have this verb, has sprung out. And it's actually the verb, uh, anatello. It's actually in the perfect tense, and the perfect tense implies uh, something that has happened in the past, but it has a continuing and enduring state. And so the point of this verb would mean in regard to Jesus having sprung up out of Judah, or literally has sprung out of Judah, it indicates that there is an enduring state of Jesus having arisen from Judah. He has arisen from Judah, and he still currently is a descendant of Judah. So for the author of Hebrews, Jesus was a lineal descendant of Judah, and thereby a human being. Moving right along to 1 John chapter 5 and verse 18, where the author states, We know that no one who is born of God sins, but he who was born of God keeps him, and the evil one does not touch him. There's a lot of pronouns that are going on here, so it's important to kind of uh, set the stage of what's actually taking place here starts off, we know, this is uh, the author and, and the Johannine community uh, writing this document, we know that no one who is born of God sins. Okay, This is kind of the, the born-again theology. This is no one who has been born of God, who's received the new birth, is going to continue to sin. And then he moves on, he says, but he who was born of God, literally begotten of God, he who was begotten of God keeps him. And what actually is taking place here is that we have the one person who was begotten of God, and that is Jesus. Jesus, the one who was begotten of God, the one who was born of God, the one who was begotten of God, keeps or guards or watches over him. And that secondary him, the object of the verb to keep, 
is in reference to the person who was born of God in the first line. And the evil one does not touch him. So there we, we have a passage where he who was born of God, in reference to he who was begotten of God, uh, someone who is distinct from God, uh, there has to refer to the Messiah. It has to refer to Jesus. There it actually uses yanao, the Greek verb, uh, to beget. He who was born of God. That's in reference to Jesus. And then we can move to the final book of our New Testament uh, canon, according to the canonical list, the book of Revelation. Not the book of Revelations in the plural, but the book of Revelation, uh, also called the Apocalypse of John. There's this statement in Revelation 5.5, where the passage states, And one of the elders said to me, quote, Stop weeping. Behold, the lion from the tribe of Judah, the root of Jesse, has conquered so as to open the scroll and its seven seals. End quote. So one of the elders came and spoke to John the Revelator and told him to stop crying, stop weeping, because, and then there's a description of Christ, he is called a lion from the tribe of Judah, which is a reference again to the lion of the tribe of Judah from Genesis 49, 8-10, second time we're referencing that in this particular episode, and he is the root of David. So Jesus here, uh, being the lion of Judah and the root of David, is drawing on this Old Testament messianic expectation. He is the one that is of, clearly, the line of Judah and of the line of David, making him, again, an authentic and bona fide human being. He's someone who was born of the line of Judah and of the line of David. And in the theology of the book of Revelation, he has conquered so as to open the scroll and its seven seals. And then in the final chapter, of the book of Revelation, in chapter 22, Jesus says this, Revelation 22:16. quote, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star, end quote. Jesus here says, in the first person, I am the root and the descendant of David. Very clear there. He, he acknowledges that he is a descendant of David. And if we are Christians, we should not only be followers of Jesus, but we should believe Jesus and believe the things that Jesus said. Jesus clearly said here that he is the root and the descendant of David. He comes from David's line. He is thereby a human being that is the Davidic Messiah and the one in whom who's going to bring and inaugurate and consummate the kingdom of God uh, within Jewish theology. So that is a collection of the references from Romans through Revelation regarding the birth of Jesus. And so we've looked at the Old Testament and we've looked at the New Testament. I think we've spent, what is it, uh, five episodes doing so. If you want to get more information on Biblical Unitarian Theology, you can check us out online at biblicalunitarian.com or youtube.com slash biblicalunitarian. Thank you again so much for listening. Again, my name is Dustin Smith, and until next time, Take care.